welcome to Film Punch. We just watched Persepolis, um, the 2007 film directed by Marjane Sotropi and another director whose name that I have forgotten. Um, uh, it's a continuation of our uh, Fresh Perspective podcast on Anomalisa. We're doing animation for adults. And I'm here with Sharon. Isaac and Ryan. Um, so, <clears throat> Persepolis is a story about uh, Marjane Satrophy. Grew up in Iran as a little girl, and uh, during the Iranian Revolution, and then went to study abroad for a few years and came back to Iran. Uh, it's all about the many changes that occurred in the country. Um, so, first impressions, thoughts? I think, I think primarily it was the, the coming of age story, right? So, yeah. you don't get a whole lot of background on the Iranian Revolution. So, like, it's, it's, it's interesting that this is taught in schools because you're not going to learn. I mean, it's good to be exposed to totally different kinds mm -hmm. of uh, cultures and concepts, but as, like, as like learning material, you'll learn much more about her and you know being a woman than you do of, yeah. per se uh, previous or modern day area. Yeah, they they make some um, comments on I guess there were elements within their society who felt that people should be imprisoned for you know going against the the government or things like that, including uh, Marjane's uncle who was imprisoned and later shot after the uh, Shahs came into power. Um, so you kind of got a sense that there were elements there, but then it got a lot more, I guess, the extremists took yeah. over. I mean, it's, it was your stereotypical oppressive regime. Like, yeah. I mean, the Shah was just like, everybody dies in this case, I suppose, yeah. uh, with guns and <laughs> all of the, the standard militaristic tactics. but. It could have been, you know, Eastern Europe or anywhere, really. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was interesting because I did, yeah, I thought it was, because it's taught in schools and everything, I thought it was going to be more about Iran. And it was really more about mm -hmm. her, which was still interesting. Mm -hmm. It was just different than what I expected. It reminded me, in a way, actually, of Boyhood, which we watched a couple mm -hmm. months ago. Another coming of age. And, yeah, yeah, in that it was a coming of age story. And then it was really told in more of a series of vignettes. Where, rather than like one continuous thread, or, and also over the course of a lot of different years. Mm -hmm. And so instead of being like a coming of age over the course of, you know, like, you know, this one pivotal moment when this character comes of age, um, it's more literally like watching sort of the, the not a highlight reel, because a lot of terrible stuff happens, but really like some of the, the big formative events in her life and how that kind of led her to where she is. And the, the graphic novel actually goes into more detail, so it's not quite as separate like the movie was, because obviously they had more uh, more time. Separate <laughs> yeah. between... It's... It, it, Less jumping. Yeah, it doesn't oh, jump uh -huh. around. It, it um, expands on a lot of the things, like where she just briefly mentioned, oh, I moved to this residence, and I moved to this residence, and I moved to this residence. And I ended up living with this crazy lady and her crazy dog. 
Yeah. So the, the novel said that the dog like shit on her bed. And the lady was just like, oh, you're, you're way too you're you're ridiculous. <laughs> this isn't a big deal. Oh, uh, the dog shitting on your bed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um uh, yikes. Yeah. So yeah, it, the the movie is definitely it feels like it's kinda cut up into um, periods of time in our life, mm-hmm. and I think that's just because they didn't have enough time to yeah. cover everything. Mm-hmm. I think it dealt with a lot more sort of philosophical issues. I mean, in addition to her reading a lot of the murder or whoever, and then her little trip to heaven, uh, hallucination or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess we saw, who do we think it was? It was uh, Karl Marx. Karl Marx and, and God. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I'm glad it, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't defined. Like I mean, and she does have like you know romantic involvement, but that was by no means like the, the definitive part of her her upbringing. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting to see how her belief in religion kind of mm-hmm. seeped into, especially as a child. Yeah, I can almost actually see this taught less as a history course and more in a philosophy course because yeah. there's a lot of philosophy that backdrops everything, even from like really kind of juvenile. Mm-hmm. Um, interpretations of philosophy when she's in Vienna, where they're just like, ah, the anarchists are like this, or whatever, which is like, you know what I mean? Like, in in a very, like, it it wasn't like a a really deep, penetrating look at that Mm -hmm. particular philosophy of, like, um, anarchy or uh, nihilism. Nihilism, nihilism, Um, But they were all there. It was kind of like a teenage version of a young Jojo. Yeah, anarchy. Like, you know, we were just... (laughs) Rebel. Rebel. We were just drinking beer and hanging out and everything. What a bunch of middle-aged teenager, middle-class teenagers. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Where they can do their own nonsense later. Well, to me, it kind of depends. Philosophy goes into... I don't know, maybe because I was raised Catholic and and everything. So it was easy to believe... That when I was little, then ever that I got older, I started to question it more. So that, to me, it was kind of like devolution, where you, where you would have it, that you'd be very religious and everything, yeah. and and like think like the nuns are really going to get you when you're in trouble and everything, and you just know they can't really get you. <laughs> Besides punishing and making face walls and stuff, but yeah, that. I mean, to me, is it was more of a slice of life for the background of rural revolution and everything around it. You know, this oh. it just happened to grow yeah. up this way. It, it was really yeah. the revolution through someone who didn't approve of what was going on mm-hmm. through their eyes, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting. But yeah, it's definitely very philosophical. Um, but well, and yeah. also she didn't approve what was going on, but it wasn't the tale of a revolutionary really either. Yeah. You know, I mean, she was a revolutionary in her own small ways. Like, she yeah. stood up and stuff, but that wasn't, it wasn't about, it. this wasn't Les Mis or something, you know what I mean? Where it's like, right. this is all about her, you know. Well, right. it was more like, like, I don't know, the common person who probably, yeah. who lived, lived in their rock, right. like, I really didn't buy into this, mm-hmm. but I don't want to die or anything, yeah. too, and yeah, so this is like she was still she may not have taken arms up against yeah. the government. Mm-hmm. She didn't really feel that was um she didn't feel that was productive. Right. She, she felt that trying to change the way people thought was more effective. Right. Well and it's, it's that's yeah, yeah. And I, I think it was interesting just because it didn't the sense of 
her not really belonging anywhere. Mm-hmm. I could that felt that really that felt really palpable yeah. in the sense that she didn't approve of what any of the regimes really were, were doing, mm-hmm. um, but she wasn't a part of them. The only thing that sort of she seemed to be a part of that stuck was her family. Right. Um, and uh, so yeah, it, so it was interesting where it wasn't like. Um, I felt like almost it would be like somebody who was on, I don't know. Oh, shoot. shoot I'm going to like my very limited Star Wars trope here. <laughs> but like, you know, someone was who was on a planet that stormtroopers invaded. And they're not, and they're not the Jedi. No. They're not right. the Jedi like uh, fighting the stormtroopers. Right. Yeah. They're just there and be like, what the, oh, God, like why is all this shit happening? And not like, you know, um, I, I don't know. Do you know what you, I'm saying though? Yeah. You could have a revolutionary... Well, you, could. you wouldn't have a popular Western Revolutionary story in Iran because most people don't consider the end result of the Iranian Revolution and the current regime a, a good thing. So anyone who was mm-hmm. fighting, you're either fighting or you don't succeed, and that would be a, a bad story in a different yeah, way. Right. Or you're fighting for the side that eventually won, and then that's not going to be a good story. So this is a weird middle of the road where you're not part of that, but it still tells the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You still have the revolutionary spirit. You're just not like actively mm-hmm. fighting against a regime with weapons. And and this is I mean, I think this I mean the fact that it turned into a book in later movie is probably a good example because knowledge to know is this is not allowed to be spoken in Iran, I'm guessing because uh, I highly critical of a lot yeah, of yeah. I would yeah, I would not be surprised. So yeah, like she she has probably made more of an impact than the vast majority of well, I don't a lot of But she's made an, an impact, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. In a different way. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and like you were saying, that it was a lot of superficial um, ideal idealism of you know nihilism and communism and things like that. That's mm-hmm. why she was reading so much. And I, the book, uh, the graphic novel, went into a little more um, detail mm-hmm. on on that. She was trying to understand and fit in with her friend group, she didn't really feel as connected as she thought she should. Mm -hmm. So that's why she was reading so much. And I think in reading, she realized that, wait, (laughs) what these people think isn't necessarily what these uh, philosophies really believe. Right. So she realized some of her friend group may not have read it. Exactly. And that's Academically. She she went off on the, the punky guy when he was talking about her uncle. I just will say, like, from a personal standpoint, there are various moments in this that I'm like, hell yeah! Like, I was so happy when she, like, not just, like, I mean, not just on revolutionaries, but, like, I everybody knows. Honestly, it was, like, a nice, like, less silly, almost version of uh, Matt Damon going off on that guy in um, Google Hunting, where he's just, like, everybody has, like, has known somebody who is just... A total douche, and <laughs> it just like is like I know everything because I read like this right. philosophy yeah. book, um, and wanting to be like you're being ridiculous. An now. educated idiot. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, so that was like a little personal moment of like yes, ah, yeah. <laughs> so that was that felt good. The movie didn't pull its punches. I mean, there's definitely things at the U.S. as well, like yeah. CIA-trained interrogators, obviously the West is selling weapons to both sides. Mm-hmm. The picture of the Statue of Liberty with the skull in its face. Yeah. And yep, yep. It's, uh, it was, I felt like this parallel, I'm just making a lot of 
film connections here, but it paralleled. Uh, um, I'm gonna make a really weird jump here. Love Actually, interestingly, and then I'm like, this, wow. It, I know. Bear with me here. Just in that, in the sense of like, was this for us, quote unquote? Was this made for Americans? Because uh, it felt like sure. the references in this, in the references to America and this, were very passing mm-hmm. and not very glowing or anything yeah. like that. But also, they it wasn't about America. Right? No, mm-hmm. at all. It wasn't. But you know, but the before midnight was the Baba, the Bee Gees, the yeah. Michael Jackson. But obviously, right. we are also you know this invading culture and, and the, the big evil. What the regime wants to portray as big evil, but clearly we're we're not all that either. Yeah, it's well, it's a complicated mix of things. But it just it, it was interesting to me again, just because again with like Love Actually, there are a lot of different cultures portrayed. There's a British, and I just it felt a little bit like in Love Actually, the the one culture that's like kind of a subset that's portrayed is Portuguese, and like they go to Portugal, and it's just the like it's this very like ancillary little mm-hmm. thing, and that's kind of what it felt like in the U.S. It's like so it was really interesting. It almost felt like taking a trip to a foreign country where it's like yeah. you're so used because the U.S. makes so much, so many movies <laughs> that you're used to be like, hey, I'm not the focus. That's weird <laughs> and kind it, of nice. It was in French. Would have been the first hint. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Though, but like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. no, no, I get it. It's, yeah. it's a different perspective. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, that brings up an interesting point too. It's actually it's it's in French and subtitled, and it's also dubbed in English. I don't think there's like an Iranian language track. Ah. <laughs> Again, I'm not even showing you the language. Yeah, I was going to say that doesn't surprise me that much. That may be exactly but, why, yeah. because she knew mm-hmm. that there point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did the pup go into how she got in and out of Iran so easily? Well, I mean, how did she get in and out so. She had to wait three months for one. Yeah. Yeah, but. But she actually got out. I don't know if you it know, was easily necessarily, and it's not like she was mm-hmm. consorting with, um, you know, the government of these other countries either. Yeah, but but it was like I just think they would put her on like because of her uncle and everything. Well, like, spot everyone she, everyone in the country at that point on this though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, but also the movie didn't really talk about this, but her family was pretty well off. Oh, okay. So I think that probably had a lot to do with it. I yeah, think he did bribe the security officer who was yeah. arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he was looking at getting a passport. Maybe and there's a note in the book that the fines were 20000 whatever their currency is, mm-hmm. which uh, there's a note that says that's equivalent to a year's salary. Or, well, well, well in a large insurance country. Like the average person but still, is making a lot of money. But, but that, was, that was the yeah. point, was that her family yeah. was well off. So yeah, she is not the average person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Nope. Exactly. Nope. So. Hmm. It would be interesting because the, the, the graphic novel, I guess, is in it's hand drawn by her, by her, I'm assuming. Yeah. It's a hard process, so she eventually got to the point where she's yeah. drawing like that. Um, it's interesting to see, you know, fiction done in that form, or not fiction, uh, just storytelling done in that form. And then the, the animated version obviously had various cartoon techniques mm-hmm. that I think they used to good effect, except there was like one or two that seemed kind of miscues when she was chasing down the boy on a bike with, with nails, and then the, the monkey pig zooming on her face with a like, weird grimace. Yeah. And there was one or two that were like, eh, but I think they did a good job of mm-hmm. changing the animation style, suiting the mood, music was well, well done, yeah. and, and overall I like the, the presentation. Yeah, it's it's primarily in black and white, um, and you see current day in color, 
but mm -hmm. then the majority of it's told through flashback, which is all black and white. Right. So yeah, definitely some interesting stylistic choices made. Well, and I think just visually it is really gorgeous. It like I this might be because of the French movie or something, but I always find that like a lot of French movies move more slowly and often have a lot more silence in them mm -hmm. than a lot of American movies. And so uh, so that was interesting, but it like, and honestly that's made it hard for me to, to concentrate on some French movies, but this, because it was visually so yeah. pretty and rich and just like, and, and had elements of humor every once in a while that like yeah. kept me really engaged. Like you can see on, I mean, well, you can because you're in podcast world, <laughs> but like on the front of the book and on the like sort of the pop, the movie poster, I'm assuming there's a, one of my favorite sequences is when she describes basically puberty where her eyeball gets huge and her nose yeah. gets all big and just like a series of monstrosities or something like that. I think she describes. Her boobs get huge and she falls over. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's her nose gets big and she falls over. She never comes back. I just, that, I felt like some of the animation, like there was some, like you said, some yeah. excuse, but there was some of the animation that just uh, captured things in a really spot on mm -hmm. fashion. And some of it was a little slapsticky, like her mom, mm -hmm. uh, when the, the guy behind her honked and she oh and, off and, the, and the smoke, smoke kind of in his face eyes but yeah 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 <laughs> it kept it it kept the dark subject matter sometimes dark subject matter lighthearted enough to yeah yeah to, to digest yeah. Yeah. yeah but speaking of like so they had the, the present day was in color which is a very powerful technique when you have ninety percent of the movies in black and white mm -hmm. but there really was no action in the present. It was just established yeah. that she was at an airport, she was thinking a lot, and she got in a cab. Yeah. So it seems like a bit of a wasted, like, like something could happen. I mean, also, oh. also, and it sounds like the, the book and, this, and the rod on the same note is, you don't really, it's a coming of age story, and then she gets to 22, 23, but there's no big action, I would say. Mm -hmm. the, the graphic novel doesn't start in the same place. It yeah, starts okay. her as a kid in Iran. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not told through a flashback. That right. was obviously a decision made for the movie for yeah. whatever reason. I'm not really sure it was really necessary. But yeah, because again, the, the current time didn't really add much. Yeah. yeah, and that's honestly, it again, why it felt like Boyhood to me is there were parts of it that just felt kind of like, meh. I don't know, <laughs> like a little bit. Like, was this... And, and and again, very slice of lifey, and that there isn't, there's not a driving thing, and it's like yeah. this particular event changed everything. <laughs> it just was sort of like here's a vignette, and here's a vignette, and they have some characters that are in the same, and some that change, and um, some backgrounds that stay the same, and some that change. But like Boyhood, it the movie I don't feel like doesn't try to drive at one particular right. thing. No, I, I agree. It more was just like, here's a series of events that happened in my life. But so. I mean at the same time, I mean that's that's real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's not it's a different way of telling a story yeah. than a lot of movies. Yeah. yeah. But the largest impact was at least in the movie, you know, I ran modern day I ran is not the place you you're not allowed to go back. And that was the last I saw my grandmother. So that was just like a weird yeah. Yeah. It definitely, I felt like the, one of the more interesting things to me, because I thought I might learn more about the Iranian revolution, and I didn't feel like I learned more than I already had, not much of a grasp, but a little bit. But what I felt like was 
most interesting was her family dynamics. And I was like trying to imagine being in a situation with my parents telling me you can never come back here. Sort of like, we love you and we're sending you away so you can never come back here. I mean, that's the kind of thing that happens in like Disney movies and stuff. You know, sometimes where they're oh. like, go, you know, like, go back, move, you know. <laughs> you know, like, like Mufasa or something. Yeah. Dying. <laughs> like, yeah they... But like in, in a modern day world. In real life. Yeah, where your, where your parents don't hate you. So it's not like, you know. Uh, well, it's not like series of unfortunate events. Well, that's not where the parents take them. But, you know, <laughs> it's not like the parents are, like, evil or something. It's like your parents love you very much and are like, we're going to stay here and you are going to leave and you should never come back here. Like, that just seemed really interesting to me and, like, yeah. what the family dynamics were like yeah. would be completely different. Yeah, and they, they did that out of love. They, right. they said, mm-hmm. our, right. our little girl is so rebellious. If she stays here, she might get shot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And again, it's not like cultural of Jim and Bacon Bell, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing this movie made me really guilty, I don't use my passport more, because all of these people <laughs> under these horrible travel conditions having to wait for a visa, and yeah. like, they're still managed to get in out of the country and get culture and go to Europe, and like, man, we're just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, my brother's Yeah, isn't that the majority of Americans have never actually been yeah. out of the country? Yeah. Like, yep, it's true. I don't know. I have a majority of passports, I believe. Yeah, I don't have a passport. I went to Canada once when I was much And you can't even do that anymore. That's true. Not without a passport. Yeah, you have to have a passport now. But yeah, when we when we did it, it was just like, yeah, whatever, go through. They asked me like they asked us like a handful of questions. Did you you have any playing cards? Because those are (laughs) verboten items in Iran. No, you Playing cards, porn, and alcohol. Uh, <laughs> I get I the other two, but, but uh, it's not good. Oh, gambling. And what's yeah. interesting, gambling. like, even, like, through through the end of the story, they kept having those parties, right? So, yeah, like, yeah. They, they have their own little, you know, releases. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't totally live in her professor's regime. See, that's, that's the thing. I mean, that's, you have to be able to have fun mm-hmm. and socialize. Mm-hmm. And that's what and I'm guessing they know that to a certain extent, right? Because yeah. if they if they start parties are outlawed, like that's how you really get a yeah. revolution, right? So they'll they'll crack down, I guess, the worst of them. Yeah. Or you know, maybe these people may have been partying like all the time. Yeah. Which may have, you know, gotten their attention. Mm-hmm. So a once in a while party is okay, but I think that's what was interesting to me is and makes me want to learn more about the Iranian revolution and the current regime, honestly. And it might just be, to me, like the, the cracking down on parties was like, are we in Footloose? Like, <laughs> like, or, like dancing is illegal and like Kevin Bacon's gonna come in. And just, like, well, that's more like, like gathering yeah. and everything and maybe yeah. plotting something, I think. Is it well, but like works. in the same way of like playing cards, of like, it, like this very particular sect of American Christian, well, not even particular, but a sect of American Christianity that's like not just strict about sexual things, but like strict about well, gambling is evil. Everything. Cards, yeah. cards are a gateway to gambling. So yeah, gambling. and I mean, like, and I mean, maybe not. This maybe is lumping in too many groups, but like when Harry Potter came out, and like, oh, magic, evil. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And, and like, so really like, and yeah. and so like that. I don't know. That just seemed like really interesting to me to have. The government, the whole right. Regime, that's that's the problem. It. Like it's, it's not it's not religion to not yeah. want that, but that 
Yeah, it was because, well, that's where you have some interest. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely interesting. So, um, so what did you think about Marjane as a, a character or? That's kind of hard to separate because it's really her as a person almost, yeah. right? Is she even really a character? Cause well, that's, yeah, I mean, her depiction, I guess. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought it was a good, like, keep the eyes of a, a child or, or a young adult, you know, like they, they played it. As I would imagine, a kid would have perceived the world initially because mm-hmm. she kept hearing things and, like, the kids were playing on the playground, like, oh, I heard this guy killed. A million, this is bad for right. a million, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, a million people? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there was a, a comment in the, the graphic novel where they were talking about um, we shot down 46 planes and blew up 32 tanks. That apparently that was like a daily thing they would hear. Like, we blew up X number. And yeah. our uh, friends were joking, like, come on, over the these three months, they've blown up 6,000 yep. tanks. Right. No army is that big. Yep. The Americans don't even have that yep. many. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I felt like uh, she, I don't know, just sort of she had this rebellious streak that sort of stood mm-hmm. out for her whole life. But also, like, this kind of, like, um, I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, she, in some ways, like, was with the group that was all, like, jaded, but also in many ways wasn't jaded. Like, yeah. she fell in love, like, multiple times mm-hmm. and really got swept up in it, kind of. And then almost, like, I thought it was, I really liked that part where she was like, all these people in my country are dying because of war, and I almost died because of this banal love story. Like, right. because of this kind of boring thing where I liked a guy and he cheated on me. You know, like that very, was very typical teenage view of the world. Right, and that was my heart is broken. Yeah, and then well, no, 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 then no, she's no, like, your lungs because you have bronchitis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then she's like living on the street, and I was like, holy crap! Like that's not typical teenage things, nope. really, of like yeah. living on the street. Yeah. Um, that was another dig at the Western world. Is like, where are we gonna go? Where they don't care if you die in the street or something like that. So, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. That was definitely interesting. Yeah, I don't think she knows like how she got from the street to the oh. hospital. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was told very similarly in the graphic novel as well. Hmm. Like she collapsed and woke up in a hospital and was like, "Wow, I could have died." Yeah, <laughs> I could have frozen. I assume a policeman must have found her. Yeah, um, uh, and according to the graphic novel, she went back to the crazy lady's place to get oh. her stuff. Mm. Oh. But she had sold most of it off because of the brooch she thought she stole. Oh, so, God. Uh, so she had like a suitcase and that was it. Uh, and she yes. had posters and all kinds of other stuff that I think she sold off. What the heck? Yeah, that lady was... Yikes, yeah. It'll be interesting to see her her side of that story. Again. <laughs> <laughs> the lady, and... yeah. <laughs> and her dog was just like, <laughs> what the heck? Also, when her friend is, comes out, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, work with you. Yeah, she um, she was upset at first, which they kind of showed, like, oh, you know what? 
I'm, I'm so ugly. There must be something wrong with me. And then, oh no, it's not you. I'm gay. <laughs> oh. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, you know that has been like, it's been like, well, I like this guy, and this happened. I like this guy, and this happened. And this guy was gay. <laughs> and I think shortly thereafter, she went to live with like the eight homosexuals that she had mentioned. Oh. And oh okay. Like now I know more. <laughs> Um, and her mother actually came to visit her while she was there. Oh. And was like, oh, you live in a household of men. Oh, they're all gay. They're all gay. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I'm guessing they don't have gay people there. Well, oh, they uh, do, but they keep yeah. it very, yes, very, yes. very quiet. They don't have openly gay people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to die. Yeah. Although, I mean... I, I, it was good because it was a slice of life, but it would have been kind of interesting because, like, as Americans, we love Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, we love them all together, but, like, yeah. there's very different cultures and degrees yeah. of, yeah. of whatever, because, like, women still drive in Iran, and That's you should exactly not do that in Saudi about. Arabia, except, yeah. like, now they have a new king or prince who's, like, trying to change that, Right. Mm-hmm. might allow them, but it was, it was, it's, it's, it was kind of good to go deep and at least get a little feel for how it was in Iran, and mm-hmm. if you could go see some something from Iraq and yeah. somewhere else you can kind of compare it to the rest. Um, but then, uh, like, they, well, they showed them holding hands yep. in the car. Mm-hmm. Yep. The way the graphic novel explained that was they were really happy, but they couldn't, like, hug each other or yep. show any, you know, outward expression. So they got in the car and just, like, touched each other's hands, and that was, the, she was like, that was wonderful. That was how they could express that she never said anything about being pulled over, so I don't know if that actually happened or not. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> that was used but, to kind of, because kind of like that sped up their getting married. Like that was yeah. in the movie, that was their impetus for marriage. Right. Yeah, so. and that it's very similar in the graphic novels, kind okay. of a little differently, but very similarly. Mm-hmm. You know, they just wanted to they wanted to live together, mm-hmm. and yeah. obviously you can't do that in Iran oh, yeah. because because you have to get married. So she didn't really want to get married, but, you know, yeah. she was like, well, I think this is the right thing to do. Also, her mother, again, her mother's reaction to that was really interesting. Her, like, her father was like, yes, you should do this, and had to convince her mother yeah. that, um, and later on, well, mom's when they, all, mom's all right, mom's right. All, I think. when they get divorced, he's like, oh, I knew this would happen, and she's like, you been a week convincing me. She has to make her own mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Both her, her, sort of all the women in her family I found, like, I honestly, like, her dad, I never really got a sense of his character. I was like, he's the father protector guy. Yeah. And he cares about his daughter. But that's like, that's it. I didn't really get a dimension of them. That's... But her grandmother and then her mother both were like, oh, okay, like, you yeah. see their side and her mom being really like pretty brazen or like openly feminist in some ways and yeah. wanting her daughter to have what she didn't. Yeah. Um, well, her grandma was too. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, when she left to go, she's, she almost just assumed she would have relationships and room them for your brothers mm-hmm. jerks in your life and everything. Oh, and then she <laughs> says like, first yeah. marriage is for practice. First marriage is for practice. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> And that's exactly how it happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I, I love the grandmother. She, she was great. Um, but yeah, that, that's basically how the character, her father, was portrayed. In the book. Because that was her as a little girl. That, she, he was a very like imposing figure. Mm. But then when she grew up and came back, he was not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they, they, he sort of took a back seat. Like it was mostly about her grandmother and her mother's relationship to her, mm-hmm. and not so much the father. So, I mean, I think that's true. Hmm? In many cases, and maybe even yeah. more so for girls. I don't know, but like. Well, I think if this was if again if this, if this was like. Or like a different. If this movie was told in a different way, you would have equal balance for different characters. So you'd be like, "What happened to this guy?" And they'd be like, "Oh, well, here's his whole backstory." But I suspect that that was more from her perspective, where she became more close with her mother and yeah. her grandmother. So that's the characters that got more fleshed out. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't that her father wasn't a character; it just was that she was her perspective kind of shifted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the graphic novel does go into a little more detail on the Iranian Revolution mm-hmm. and some of the, the cultural things. Um, it, and even the, the movie, it, it's more about the cultural things that happen more than like what's happening within the government or, or anything like that. Because that's more what she saw from her, from her perspective. Godzilla and the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that Godzilla, I mean, the Eye of the Tiger sequence, I thought was just really silly. I didn't really understand why it was there, but it was fun, and it was silly. And it yeah. provided, like, an interesting transition from her all yeah. apparently attempting suicide. Well, no, I just read that as she went on antidepressants. Yeah. That was, an, that was a non-advertisement for antidepressants. Well, but she she, and she was drinking a lot, though, as well. And yeah. Makes the, those, the graphic novel... Well, oh, what did, what did yes. it do? The graphic novel elaborated on that a lot. So like she originally she... tried suicide. Her parents went away. Oh, she did try suicide. Yeah. Okay. She did attempt suicide first with a razor. Mm-hmm. She like slit her wrist the wrong way, mm-hmm. and, and it didn't. Nothing happened. And she was like afraid to slit her wrist anyway. Mm-hmm. So she's like, it it just bled a little bit, and then it would scab over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's when she said, okay, I'll down all the pills. Okay. So and then she said, three days later, she woke up, had a bunch of hallucinations. And then I think went back to her therapist and was like, and he was like, that should have taken out, that could have taken out an elephant. I don't know how you survived. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's different. I don't know how you, I don't know how you survived that. Um, but yeah, that kind of... Well, she must have thrown it up at one point. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it... I mean, you can survive some amount of... You know, overdose. On well, yeah. Well, I've, so, I've known people. Have, yeah. And um, so there's no way of knowing you know, how much how much she took or well, how mm. much of that is how accurate yeah. it is. Yeah. But well, it was oh, she, her her suicide attempt kind of um, she started to get her life back under control after that. Right. She became an aerobics instructor. That's what that was all about. Oh! <laughs> I just thought that was just like, what is this? Is this a music video she, all of a sudden? So she like, said she started exercising, oh. which led to her becoming an aerobics instructor, yeah. just because she got so into other things other than like the self-pity. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So um, that was her getting better. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Also, I did. Yeah, I liked. I, I I I presume it was her singing over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah, I, I thought that was. Yeah, it was like in her own, like singing along in a car or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have the tiger. Yeah. Because that way you lose not her original second language, but you still make other words. Do we have any final thoughts? If we've covered everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Um, not yeah. a feel-good movie necessarily, <laughs> but but a good movie. Yeah, it's not a downer really. No, but no, it's, it's just more. It's just this really classic slice of life. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, because mm -hmm. like she's they don't this one. She yeah, it, for anyone that's like a, a fan of animation, or, yeah, um, you just want to or see a perspective that's just really different. Yeah, yeah, yeah see a very different perspective on uh, Iran and it influence of Western society, or lack thereof. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting take on all of that. Um, so uh, next time we're going to do Memories, which my brother is going to host. It's a sci-fi anime anthology. I've seen it at least once before, but I don't remember much about it. Um, uh, there's one, one of the stories that sticks out about astronauts. And that's all I remember. <laughs> um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. And you can see us on Twitter at, at Film Punch Meetup. And do you want to do you, recommendations? Yes. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations? That's what have we what have been watching what lately? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah, how we've been ending the podcast, right? It's yeah. like recommendations. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, yeah, if you have any recommendations for... So I, I'm a late to my award season, I'll say, but I did recently see both um, Disaster Artist, which I knew I would like because <laughs> I like The Room and all this yeah. kind of movie glory. See, I didn't see that because I didn't see The Room. So. But you don't have to. They do a no. very good job of showing yeah. basically, yeah. and in fact, during the credits, they do shot-for-shot oh. uh, -shot remakes of The Room. So you get a little yeah. bit of what The Room's like. You you don't you don't need to see the room to know how bad it is because yeah. the movie does a good job of okay. explaining. It really does. <laughs> um, but either way, it was a good movie, and uh, I can see why the Franco's won. Yeah, uh, the Golden Globes. My uh, my cousin who had not seen the room went with us to see oh, it, okay. and she appreciated the ends where they had the scenes next to each other. Um, mm. um, but yeah, she she enjoyed it. So yeah, you don't need to see the room to appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> but I also had some friends in town, and they wanted to see I, Tanya, so I went with them to see that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, it's weird to see a period piece that existed while you were still alive, uh, <laughs> but it is totally a period piece, because it's, it's a different America. It's a different America than we have now. But, um, yeah, yeah. So you, I, you would recommend I, Tanya? Um, well, so, I think, um, so they, both of them are women my age, and so I think they remember the whole Tanya Harding mm -hmm. thing. Much more than I did because I was I was all about video games at the time. Uh, I'd never actually seen the performance even, mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of good to kind of catch up on, mm. on stuff I had totally missed. Uh, yeah, I I was riveted during the whole Tanya Harding Nancy Kerrigan uh -huh. thing when I was little. 
so I kind of want to see it, mm-hmm. but the more I hear about it, the less I want to see it. So the, <laughs> it is one of those. This is one of those where the the trailer for it has this like fun campy kind of take, and the movie itself is actually much I would say darker than the, the trailer. Oh. Um, yeah, Tanya did not have a good upbringing. I'll, I'll just leave it there. But yeah, and, and it, so it, it it still has that camp, but it seems mismatched to the subject matter. I think. Oh, okay. Sure. Huh. Okay. Um, again, late to award season and everything, but I just recently watched Get Out. Which mm-hmm. I love very much, and yeah. I like. I mean, one, one of the best comedies of the last year, right? Yeah. According to <laughs> put it in uh, the comedy category. Yeah, yeah. I'm comedy. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is funny. It's there right, are it's moments right. are very funny. I mean, like trans trans spotting is very funny, very dark at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah. it was the the main issue plan was the stuff from Best Picture. Psychological. Yeah. 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 It's not super Which, gory. What scares me more than anything. Yeah. What guts the psychological stuff is. It was. Oh man, it's really <laughs> yeah. good for that. Yeah. Really, really good. And also really funny too. <laughs> and it just is fascinating. It's one of the few movies. I'm actually not a huge fan of like um, listening to going to watch all the special features. I know it's a probably I'm probably in the minority of that just because. <laughs> This is a film podcast. Oh, you don't do this? Okay. So I have like I had a lot of friends in film school who would like obsessively watch all special features and everything. And normally I'm not right. Yeah. Well, but I'm normally not really like that. Um, but particularly because I really like Jordan Peele's other stuff, I Mm -hmm. I sat down, watched the movie, watched the entire movie again with the director's commentary on right afterward, (laughs) and it was great. It was still really good because you Hmm. can just I that's one of the few that I like. I mean, I don't obviously listen to a lot of director commentary, sure. but it was a lot more than just like, oh, I had a, uh, that was a funny thing that happened that day when that happened. I mean, there's some of that too, mm-hmm. but he like clearly is like thinking really, really deeply about how I wanted to tell this story. Mm-hmm. And um, it was fascinating. So I like highly recommend not just watching the movie, but get the, get the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever mm-hmm. and watch some of the special features because it, in, also watch some of the alternate endings because the way that the movie ended in theaters was not the way that he originally wrote it. Oh, and the way that he originally wrote it is quite different and I think is really interesting as well. And you can listen to his commentary yeah. on why he changed it. Oh, I, I do enjoy watching it's, alternate endings. It's yeah. really good. And it's not just alternate, like, I mean, there are <laughs> there are some alternate endings that literally just, like, a different joke was in. Yeah. There was oh, okay. a different joke or something. Yeah. Very but, much but the okay. main ending was like, whoa quite different in feel oh, and really? in tone and everything. Hmm. It was like, and it was, so anyway, I don't want to give it away, but okay. just like, just check it out. Yeah. Real good. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. So, um, you? Animated-wise, I highly recommend Loving Vincent. Mm-hmm. Even if it's streaming now on Netflix, you have to rent it, but I highly recommend it. Beautiful film. If you want to do another French animated film, I do The Girl About Hands. Um, and the theaters now, Go see the Shape of Water. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Yeah. 
It was pretty cool. It's it's the creature of the Black Lagoon, and, <laughs> and the girl was like, show. okay, yeah. yeah, and there's this really interesting dance sequence in it. I'd see him for the surreal yeah. dance sequence. It's really cool. Guermo, Guermo. Yeah. 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 Benicio is the actor. Yes, yes. <laughs> Don't get your Del Toro's part. And a great movie for us. Two main characters don't speak. And yeah. they, they hold your attention, too. They don't speak at all. I mean, they... Yeah. Except uh, make sounds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, obviously, the creature in the Black Lagoon yeah. can't speak English. So, yeah. Uh, they, don't, they have no reason to speak to each other. It's, it's all very... They have their own thing. That's pretty but, cool. And he's yeah. like... Pixar does that a lot, of like at least in some yeah. of their shorts, but in some of their movies too, with just characters that don't really speak. I think well, like, that can really bring out some interesting storytelling. Yeah, Wally's a great example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show don't tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. What about you, Dave? Any recommendations? Um, nothing that I don't think I've mentioned before. Uh, I've seen. If you if you want to watch a really goofy Batman animated series, I'm going to be <laughs> Batman Brave and Bold. Uh-huh. It's it's completely ridiculous. Uh-huh. Um, if you're a fan of Batman animated series, this is not that. <laughs> so a lot of people don't like it. I'm 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 loving it just because it's mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. It's sort of a throwback to the '60s mm-hmm. okay. '60s Batman. Oh, that sounds fun. Embrace the camp. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I, I think that's it for us. So, as I was saying, uh, memories coming up soon. And uh, you can tweet us at One Punch Meetup or email us if you have any suggestions or uh, thoughts on things we can do differently. Filmpunch at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Rising up, back on the street.